I greet you all in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I thank you for joining us today at the synagogues. Um, I greet you also on behalf of our father and, and mother, Apostle and Prophetess Monama. And we thank you for joining us today for our special Youth Day segment, where we are recognizing and commemorating the youth of 1976, the youth that participated in the Soweto Youth Uprising. Um, we recognize the role that they played in bringing down the apartheid reg regime. And as we're looking towards the past, we're also looking towards the future, the future being you, the youth of today. And we're commemorated and we're all here gathered today to encourage you as the youth of today, but also give you the skills and the tools you need to also um, in this day and age, be a youth, be a generation that brings down the strongholds of this time. And we believe that the youth, just the same way as the youth in 1976 participated in bringing down the strongholds of that time, that you can do it too. And there is always a role that God wants you to accomplish. And we believe that today we can encourage you and show you how you can manifest those spiritual things that God has placed in your lives and make them manifest in the physical realm. So today, um, we our program is divided into two sections. The first one, um, we have Ndadisolo, who is a father, a businessman, and a child of the house, who will be leading us and showing us how to create vision boards and um, yes, and how to plan um, and execute the vision that God has for your life. And then our second segment will have questions and answers. I'll introduce the panel um, in the second segment. So uh, I'll be handing off to Ndadisolo, who is seated on my left, um, to take over and lead us into the vision board segment. Shalom, shalom, shalom. I hope everybody is doing well at home and you are sitting comfortably and uh, enjoying our session and hopefully you will reap off good dividends out of this session. Today we are talking about the topic that makes or breaks an individual. It's a topic that is very dear to one's heart, wherein you need to know where you are going and how you are going and how to sustain your growth and trip into that journey via you having a, a mindset of what makes you. So today we are going to talk about a topic called vision board. Actually, you will notice that in there, there are practically two ways. But in there, we are going to also talk about how does it work uh, to manifest your dream? And secondly, we are going, or rather thirdly, we are going to address what are the, some of the ideas to design your own uh, vision board. Fourthly, we are going to uh, ascertain, now that you have designed it, what should you do to put it together? I think that's critical. And uh, the last thing is, 
How do you take it forward that is sustaining your vision? Those are the five things that we are going to talk about. So if we can basically re re make sure that we are on the same page, what is the vision board? How does it work? What are the ideas that you can have or that you need to have at least as a minimum to build up your own? And then um, how do you put it together? Um, and then uh, we're going to do a few examples. We have a panel of uh, my learned friends here who are going to assist in the form of a question and answer to address some of those. So I think let's kick off by introducing this subject in this manner. If at, back at home you can take your Bible and go to the book of Habakkuk, uh, chapter is two verses two to three. This is where the concept of vision was planted uh, thoroughly through the prophet Habakkuk. And if you recall the verses that the prophet should write the vision, make it plain, right? And, and, and write it on the tablets. Nowadays, we talk of tablets in the tablets of, <laughs> of today, but back then they were writing stones, okay? And, and, and it is critical that when you look into that verse, you get the guidance that God is giving and assurance that God is giving us. He's primarily saying to each one of us, when you have written your vision down, you have to be patient enough to allow the vision to manifest at its appointed time. And that is a critical message we need to manage. Uh, and we'll see as we go along. And at the end of the day, once you commit your vision to God, then that will help us to be in a space where we are not alone in this journey. So the paramount departure point is we're going to have visions. God has allowed us to have visions, to write them down and to present them to him and for him to bless them so that they can manifest at their own time. It may seem that some of them are slow, but definitely once you have committed it to God, it will not slow. As such, I want us to say, as we start this program, that uh, you, 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 you as an individual or you as a group of individuals, you are at a certain point where you need to really look into your life and identify key or right opportunities that resonate with you as an individual. And that is something that we are going to unpack as we go along. But what we want to discuss as in what is a vision board, in there you will see that that is the catalyst for you to say, does this talk to me? It is good for us to see somebody excelling in certain uh, gifts or talents they have, but you as an individual, you need to identify your gift. You need to identify your talent. And in there, that's when you enjoy life. As an example, you see soccer players who are paid 
on average 200,000 pounds per week. These people are talented in playing soccer. But if seated there, you are not a soccer player, you are a, a boxing person, or you are a tennis player, or you are a farmer. Don't be disgruntled in a situation where you see people excelling. Actually, clap for them. Because that way, then you are actually clapping for yourself. So just as a, as a, as a caveat on our introduction, the, the, the word vision you will see in the Bible, ordinarily it comes about 130 times. So this is a strong message to each one of us that God himself allowed the word in the Bible to come out how many times? 130 times. So it is, I'm trying to emphasize the point that it is imperative that as a child of God or as an ordinary individual out there, you need to write your, 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 your vision down. And, and what is also equally important is the, the word vision, uh, when you translate it from the original language, uh, it's chore zone. Chore zone meaning that's, I mean, I'm trying to bring the English element in it, but the way you have pronounced it, it's, <laughs> let me leave it at that really. Uh, but the meaning behind this to dream, as an individual, you have to have a dream. And you have to do what? Build on that dream. And you build on that dream based on the word of God. And that is where we need to be careful of. There's no point in you having a vision and it's not registered with God. And that way we are setting ourselves for a, a, a big a surprise in our lifetime. So, uh, and, and, and I want to address this thing uh, in the three points. And, 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 and this is where we are now getting into the subject uh, in a manner that uh, we are all on the same page. If you look at how a vision board operates, in the secular world, there is what they call law of attraction. Law of attraction, they will say, hey, when I'm on, you, 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 you seem to be linked to these things. They just bring themselves to you. Whereas it is a God-given angle of, not angle, sorry, an element that is given to you as a person for you to project it. You see, it's, it's one thing to be aware that you have a gift, but for the projection, living that gift, manifesting that gift, it is, it is equally important. The reason I'm bringing this up is if you look into the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11, where God gives us assurance that he, he, he has good plans for us, plans of welfare. That's God himself talking to us, saying, plans to give us a future, plans to give us a hope. Now, how do we then nurture this and make it manifest? So a vision board will help you as a person 
to give you clarity to say, okay, this is who I am and this is where I want to go. As an example, seated here, they, I will say, who am I? I will say, I'm Coke. And then the next person said, can you taste this person for us? Then when this person tastes, he only finds water. You see now, it, it will make sure that that clarity, it is coming out succinctly. And that is what the all, clear, and it will help you to narrow down so that you are not lost in the detail. Because that is key. Everybody can be anything, but you need to focus and deliver. The second thing is you need to be able to see your vision and be motivated by it. There's no point in, in one seated here saying, I want to be like a soccer player, Messi. But you play soccer here with everybody, but you are not motivated. This thing should have something to drive you to deliver your dream and be able to yield tangible and intangible things. There are people who are given in soft gifts. For example, a gift of hospitality. You are good and welcoming people. You are good in taking care of people. People should be feeling that gift. And that is where it is always important to narrow down that to the price. What does that mean for you? And having said that, it's all about then having something to look at. And when you look at it, it sticks at the top of your mind. For example, nowadays, everybody has a phone. Most people, when they wake up, after they make their prayers, they look into their phone. So a vision is like that. It has to be in front of you. Be there like it's part of you. So when, when, when we say, how then uh, uh, do we put this thing of what is the vision board uh, and then how, how do we, we will say it is ultimately something that will consciously direct your life and help you to remain focused and be in a journey with God. And that is key to be in journey with God because the moment whatever you pronounce and declare that you are doing is not in line with God, you are ultimately going to lose your footing. And once you lose your footing, you, you, you have set yourself for failure because obviously you'll be in a journey, but you're not going to achieve your destiny. So in there, we are saying, what is the vision board? And we are saying, for you to understand the vision, 
you need to understand that God in principle allowed us to dream, allowed us to be in a space where we are able to phantom things beyond imagination. And, and we should not limit our inability at a personal level and limit the capability of God in our lives. That's where, when you develop a vision board, that's what will help you. For example, there are people who are gifted, who will sing or who will preach. But the preaching or the singing, if you are not engaging it at the level of God first, and then you are saying, hey, I may get it wrong. For example, in, in preaching, I know the apostle does a lecturing on it on a couple of times, but high level, we are not all pastors. We are not all ministers. We haven't been offered that opportunities. But if you preach, when you expect to talk about theology, that is God, talk about Christ, talk about Holy Spirit, as a bare minimum in the preaching, right? Talk about people, talk about church, right? But not all of people will be able now to do the exegesis of the verse and be able to de de dissect the verse into homiletics and humanetics, right? Say, now I'm preaching. They can talk through the, the verse. So we need not define our vision based on our inabilities at the personal level. We should be able to allow God, who, are, who gave us the mandate to visualize, to dream, Remember that verse that comes from Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 to 3. And the second verse is saying on Jeremiah 29, he's saying, I, the Lord, I have plans for your welfare. So there is no way that God will allow you to see day in, day out, and then be in a position not to support you to deliver beyond your imagination. How many, how many of the testimonies have we had and seen the hand of God in it? Those people never in their mindset, never ordinarily envisioned them doing that or envisioned themselves being capable of doing that. But people have stood in front of the church giving Wondrous, wonderful testimonies. So I think that's the first part. I think that part is done. And then the second part I want us to look into, which is how does it, how does it work? I mean, how does it work to manifest your, 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 your dreams? And this is something that I, I always enjoy reading the book of Joel. Uh, if you can join me, take the book of Joel, uh, chapter 2, verse 28. In that verse, you will see that God is saying, I will pour my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Our father prophesies day in, day out. You are seeing that 
with your naked eye. Now, it goes on to say, your old man shall dream dreams. Eh? Dream dreams. Imagine when you are told that your old man shall dream dreams and your young man shall see visions. How wondrous is that? This is all about bringing three elements to this whole thing. And, and, and it, it, it is not far-fetched. The first point is we as individuals, we are given power of choice. I cannot be seated here and say, no, actually I wanted to be a rocket scientist. And I'm not being a rocket scientist. I have myself and myself to blame. Who am I? And then the second part to that is the power of visualization. You need to see yourself in that role. Self-talk is important. I'm a farmer. I'm a farmer. I'm a farmer. I'm a soccer player. I'm a soccer player. You talking and pronouncing that weight, declaring that, it's powerful because in your spiritual realm, that is being registered. Don't take it light. When God says, I've given you dominion, dominion is not necessarily to be what has happened when we end up having the June 16th, where other people feel have a right to oppress others. No, dominion has ability to enable you to utilize your God-given talents and gifts to glorify the kingdom of God. And in that process, you need to enjoy doing that. You need to feel happy. You need to be motivated. And the third part, which is critical, it is consistency. There is no point in you saying today I'm a farmer, and then six months the line, you come back, hey, remember I'm a farmer. We need to see you being a farmer throughout, year in, year out. We need to see your hands dirty soiled. We need to see you being burned by the sun. We need to see you looking after the plants. And that is what will help you achieve that objective of being what? A farmer. So this is critical for us to understand how does it manifest? How does it work really? I think that's the right question. How does it work? to manifest your dreams. Just those three elements. If you can remember, you are already empowered. You are given the power. Take your Bible, go with me. The second book of Corinthians chapter one, verse seven. God is saying, I have given you the, the spirit of what? Of power, of sound mind, of love. Already got, you see, there are people who we are seeing, I don't like to use the word loser, but to drive the message home. There are people who are missing opportunities because they do not claim the word of God. They are not pronouncing on it to the extent that this person, when you look at him, you say, but where you are, God pronounced you a victor but you behave like you have lost the battle. So those are the things that make us powerful 
to make this dream manifest. One, claim that power. Because God himself said he will pour his spirit on all flesh. There is no way, my brother or my sister, that one of us is left out. It is by choice when we do not become what God created us to be. We need to be able to fulfill the reason for our existence. That can be achieved when we proclaim and pronounce the word of God. And primarily that way, we will be able to visualize. And when you visualize what you want to be, that's what sets you for success. I think let's move for, to the next topic, which is the ideas that uh, we can have to design a vision board. Um, in here, really, uh, you, 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 you are at a stage where everybody guaranteed you are thinking. You are thinking. It starts here. And, 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 and this is where we need to be doing anatomy of the human being and look at God. We have the body. We have the soul. The soul connects to God. And once we appreciate that concept, that we are connected naturally to God. Seated here, or you walking out the streets, or you seated at home, where you are, you are already connecting to God. It is how you bring that to the manifestation that will set you for success. And this is where now we are saying, really, how do we go to do this thing? of Hmm? You, 
will support you in your prayer, even when you are tired. The Holy Spirit in you that God gave you will support you in your prayer to manifest this. The second part is we do these things online. Ordinarily, people now have laptops, they have cell phones, they have iPads, and so forth. And in there, there are other platforms, a platform like your Pinterest, where these things are already in a theme. You can go there and take some of these concepts that resonate with you as an individual. And then say, okay, this is what I want to be. Then you'll be spoiled for choice. That's the second part. The, the third part is written. The written element of a vision board, I prefer this one, even though it's normally the difficult one, purely because when you write, when you use your hand, all of your senses are connecting. All of your senses are connecting. And when you write, it comes as a form of a notebook. You'll see other people walk with small notebooks like this one, where in there, people seated in meetings, seated in certain functions, they look into that and say, I am this, I am this. So it doesn't prohibit you. Remember, the first one is a traditional one where we prepare a board where they will, if a board is like this, normally you would not feel comfortable walking around with your board uh, all over. But in a notebook, it's easy for you to have that with you. Other people have it in their laptops, other people have their, it in their, in their cell phone. So that is how one can advise us to consider these other options. There are many others there. Um, other people I know, there are people who are gifted. Everything they register in their brains, it's normal. Uh, we attend schools, universities with different people who will come in and listen from the lecturer and go and read and never write, but only write in the exams. And they still pass better than us. <laughs> so yeah, those things are there and they, they do happen. But what, what is also equally important is, is, is the process. For me, really, uh, it is four things. Four things. One, you have to plan out your board. You have to plan it. There is no point in one person coming and planning things for you. And then if that is happening, we say there is no commitment from your angle. So this person, it's like we are talking about a person who has a problem of substance abuse. And we want to, this person, ordinarily it's seen that, no, it's advisable for this person to go to a rehabilitation. But who is applying to go to rehabilitation? If it is not this person, it is somebody else. That person is not necessarily ready to undertake that process. So readiness and willingness to commit, it's key. Now, the, the, the second point in there is you, you can choose. Remember, we talked about a farmer. We also talked about the sports person. We can also talk about somebody who wants to maintain weight. Eh? 
uh, you are now weighing 120 kilograms. But if one looks at your body mass, look at your height, you should be weighing 80 kilograms. So that can be something you write in your vision to achieve the relevant weight for your body size, for your body makeup. And, and for you to do that, you need to be clear in your head. You can achieve certain things now, others they will take longer, others can need support of other people, right? But before we do that, we, we need to be clear in our heads what actually works for me now. Now, the, the, the first point is, there are people who are methodology, uh, yeah, you see, there are people who are structured, there are people who will throw things at you, they know their stuff. Um, I'm gonna make a bad example, but have you noticed there's this agenda that normally walks around with bags? Everything that they have in that bag, day in, day out. They know where their stuff is kept. They know that if I put my hand here, I'll bring out my wallet. If I put my wallet there, I'll bring my cell phone. I put my wallet there, I'll bring my uh, makeup purse. This, this agenda, that purse, if you look at it, it's not normally structured, but things are in there. You understand? So you need to decide that I'm throwing your things in there. I know that if I put my hand out, I'll bring something or whatever. If, what, if it works for you, it works for you. There are those who say, no, 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 no. That won't work. A simple thing. You know that people who have a problem with the way how you put a toilet paper in the toilet, the way the direction of the paper it comes. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. So all I'm trying to bring here is do not be scientific about it and pedantic about it. Really focus on making sure that what works really works. And uh, the second thing is you will ultimately, if need be, have to buy things. Be prepared to buy within your budget. Just because a friend of mine is able and can afford an iPad of 14,000, I do not afford the iPad of 14,000. I can afford a book at the stationery shop of 30 Rand. We are still going to achieve the same thing. We are still going to write our vision, right? So when you buy your supplies, you need not go overboard really. Work within your budget, work within your means so that whatever you acquire, it satisfies you, not necessarily the next person sitting to you. The third part, which is also equally important is the space. You need to find an uninterrupted quiet space. This is very paramount. When you are into your inner thoughts, thinking you don't need disturbance. It can be a disturbance of a car. It can be a disturbance of a TV or a radio playing inside the house or anything. Focus on a quiet space, right? And, and I remember a sermon where the apostle gave candles. I don't know if you remember that sermon where it was a prophetic exercise where individuals were given candles and the candles were prayed for. Of course, we do appreciate in some secular world, these things are used differently. Biblically, these things are acceptable. Don't be shy. 
to go back to that candle. It is critical what I'm saying. The candle that was prayed for by the apostle that you have, light that candle. Declare and proclaim what was anointed on that candle when it was prayed for. It is critical because remember what you are doing now. You are working with what? Your vision. And your destiny needs to be achieved. It is critical. The second part on this element is there are people who function with music. It's okay. Go ahead. Play that music that brings life out of you and life towards God. Not life of uh, this funny music that we cannot prescribe, but bring out a music. In, in, in the varsity state, uh, in my age, we used to uh, listen to classical music. It quietens the mind, it allowed the concentration, um, it, it allows connectivity between what the eye sees and what the mind is registering. If that works, register that. So music, it is equally important. But what I want to emphasize, it is this part. Please, 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 remember to pray and add an element of meditation. Some people don't know how to meditate um, and, and, and it, it's something foreign. However, at least I know people can uh, meditate. So the fourth part, uh, it is that part where we are here for. You now create your vision board. And, and remember, you have those feelings. You know when you, I don't know if you have worn something and you feel that feeling of having achieved having shouted on top of your voice, saying, I've done it, I've achieved. That, that, that experience and that feeling, when you are at that position, that's when you start making those points, you write them down, you put pictures, whatever works for you. Remember we said, we can take pictures, we can write it down, or whatever works for you, you can register in your brain, whatever works for you. And that is when we are saying, at that peak, that's when now, the true point that we wanted, we wanted us to taste. Remember I said, he said it's a Coke, but when he was tasted by the next person, they tasted water, HO2. You should now be tasted like a real Coke now. Happiness, happiness. I think we are now uh, on the fourth point. Uh, what should you do after you have put these points together? And, and, and this is uh, where I want us to just take your Bible, go to Genesis 15, verse 1. Um, in there, God talks to Abraham and says, Fear not, Abraham, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. This is where now you know 
There is a promise given to Abraham. There is that promise that you have a right to claim now that you are working towards your reward. And, and, and this is where now you, you, you will see in the first book of Chronicles, I think it's chapter 16, verse 11. Uh, it says, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. I want to emphasize this part. Seek his presence continually. If you are doing this thing and you're not doing it in the presence of God, be careful of the spirit of deception. The devil will want to take advantage there. And, and this is where I want us to pause a bit and, uh, and allow us to dig down on our souls. There are two things. There is a spirit of discernment where you can discern, right? And there is a spirit of deception. This is why I'm saying it is critical because you can be excited about something that actually, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is something you, you are not really. And then you are only doing it because, hey, you know what? It's only me in the circle of my friends that I'm not doing anything. I need to be seen doing something. Please, please, please commit to something that is very profound to your life and going to add value. So uh, vision boards are very great uh, in terms of starting to manifest your, your dreams. And uh, you need to know what you truly, truly want, right? And, and the second part is, I, I want to emphasize this. Don't envy. I think that is critical because half the time, just because I remember a, a friend of mine, uh, <clears throat> Uh, the, the, this friend uh, it's a culture where a lady is giving flowers as a gesture as a token of appreciation now this other friend of mine their culture has nothing to do with flowers actually if you give this particular individual these flowers they will sneeze uh, they will have sinuses <laughs> So just because there was a situation where there were flowers coming in daily, like one bouquet in the morning, one in the evening going home, and it was like, hey, I need flowers. But my good friend, why are you going to get us into trouble? Because you'll be sick. So look things for things and dream for things that are really you, but not somebody yes it can work for that person they can get their flowers in the morning in the evening but as for you you may not need to have flowers you can just be told in the morning you are beautiful or you are handsome and that does it for the day and live with that so i think we need to be in a space where we really live with things that are building us to be who we are and, 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 and you need to be able to answer the question. This thing is coming from your soul. Right? It's important that it has to be coming from your soul. 
or sorry it can be coming from a and and a being or deity that where you believe for christians god can tell you my son do not be a farmer be a pastor oh my son do not be a farmer be a a bricklayer or my son do not be a farmer be a doctor god still talk and god is able to talk to people so whatever we do really it has to be some, from something that we say it is coming from our soul or we have done more than enough to be convinced that god is supporting what we are doing and and we need to treat this like a, a sacred uh, gift and 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 it, it you can move mountains once once you have this gift and the talent i think um, we can move to a topic uh, in terms of how do we sustain this and 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 this is where then uh, we will also uh, say one you need to place that board in a visible place i think that is critical don't be shy about it and be proud about it be like a politician a politician will tell you hey you want to go to deben from cape town no we will build you a bridge they will tell you day in day out we are going to build a bridge another politician say no no we'll use the sea everybody will board the ship will go there via the, the sea another one will come no 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 that's a waste of time we'll all put you in a plane you'll get there another one will say no let's walk have that character that mindset of consistency of saying things that you are saying and where it's visible and don't be shy to let it be known what you are working towards because what i'm driving at now it's the part of how do you sustain this thing how do you maintain it going forward you need to have mentors you need to have a coach okay a mentor and a coach is critical in your life and 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 what i've seen people doing have burdened other people things that they are not trained in or gifted in yeah let's bring the point at home if you're going to talk to a business coach about your dietary vision remember you want to eat properly right but now you are going to this person he's trained as a business coach what do you think is going to happen there practically you're going to come up with zero now make it a point just like as you pray that your vision board you have it to the extent that you hold it in your hands you visualize yourself being what you envision at least do that self talk at minimum start at 10 minutes it's going to start funny people will think you are you are crazy but it's going to look funny people will be looking at you 
holding your, your notebook close to your chest. I'm a qualified doctor. I'm a qualified doctor. I'm a qualified doctor. Or I'm a farmer. I'm a farmer. I'm a farmer. Please talk specifics. If you are a farmer of cattle, don't talk about chicken. <laughs> it's, it's, it's important that we do talk specifics. And in there, when you reflect on this, this is a, the last point. You need to always reflect. Indeed, I made the right choice. Indeed, I made a good choice. Indeed, this is actually what I want. Never, ever, ever have a self of a position of doubt. Because the moment you have doubt, if you are not convinced in what you say you want to be, who can convince you other than yourself? So, so I think I want to wrap it up on the note that uh, if, if, if you look into the book of Isaiah, uh, I think it's the chapter 41, 13, where God says, I am your Lord, your God, who takes hold of your right hand. Do not fear, I will help you. It is going to be daunting. Tell you why. People who know you, or who assume, or who purport to know you, either there will be offense, or your naysayers. You are faced with that, they won. So always dig deep to what God said. Isaiah 43, verse uh, 13. And, 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 and I want to sum it up by saying, <clears throat> in the book of Revelation, chapter 14, verse 6 to 7, there is an angel that comes to proclaim to the world, to proclaim to every nation, to proclaim to every tribe, to every one. For us yeah. individually, to fear God and give him glory. How do you give God glory with a talent that you despise yourself? with a vision you do not support yourself. It's abomination to God. Really, it is important to go back to your dig down in your soul and give God glory. If you are given in singing, sing so that the heaven can come down. If you are a preacher, preach that in heaven they can stop and listen to your sermon. If you are a farmer, produce good quality, either vegetables or animal products that heaven can say, I wish I can taste that one. It is important that we note that Christ is coming and is coming for people who have utilized their gifts, their talents. It's not coming for idle I mean, people who are idling and uh, not doing anything. He's coming for people who are working towards the kingdom of God. 
he is definitely coming. And that is what the message is all about. He is coming. And it is also important that we do not forget the Holy Spirit. You know, half the time when people engage, it's like they are alone. I don't know why. But if you ask, hey, Muzolan, what is the problem? Hey, I'm having a problem, challenge him. I haven't eaten since morning. But remember, you are not alone seated there. The Holy Spirit is there. So what is equally important is to partner with the Holy Spirit. And in partnering with the Holy Spirit, align your goals with God. And this is critical because if we remember when we started, we said God gave us opportunity to do what? To visualize, to have dreams, to have visions. And this is where I'm coming from to sum it up to say, make your vision board, as I call it, with God, I will board. I get it, you know, people who owns companies, they like to be saying board of directors. Now this time you are boarding your vision. And that is very, very critical. And it is also important to meditate on what you think God wants you to do. Visualize the accomplishment. For example, we talked about a person who wants to lose weight, a person who wants to be, sorry, a farmer. Imagine the harvest time. This guy is able to harvest and sell his produce. Definitely God will guide you. And definitely he will direct your path. And in his direction in your path, Remember what I said initially. He cannot direct your path unless you start. So starting, it is critical. Willingness to do, it is critical. Commitment, it is critical. Perseverance, it is critical. Persistence, it is critical. Consistency, it is critical. So at the end of the day, if you want to get there, Dig on these things. Don't leave them behind. Let's close it by one chapter, right? By, by, by one uh, verse that says, Love God your God with all your mind, with all your soul, and love your neighbor. Thank you very much. I am happy to take questions, statements, seeking clarity, or comments. Thank you so much, Ndadisala. You're welcome. Um, I just want to encourage um, the youth that are online. Um, you can type out your comments or your questions in the comment section, and we will read them out to Ndadisala if you have anything to say. Even if you do not have um, question, statements are also um, we're open to get your statements and hear your thoughts on um, and Ndadisala's presentation on the vision board. Ndadisala, thank you so much. Um, I think from my side, I really enjoyed your explanation on discernment and deception. I think um, 
with visions are so important or having a vision is so, is so important because um, in your walk, sometimes you have to make decisions and sometimes not every good thing is yours or is supposed to be the path that you take. And without vision, you won't know which route to kind of take because there are multiple good things that can come your way. But sometimes that thing or that route is not for you you to walk. Um, so thank you for explaining um, how important vision is for discernment and, and ex by explaining discernment and deception. Got it. Um, is there anybody else on our panel who has a question or a comment? Uh, thank you very much. Um, what an experience. What an experience in the broad teaching. Um, it's very interesting to hear that um, a vision board, it's something that motivates you and uh, puts your, uh, your vision in order. Um, it reminded me of um, Genesis chapter one, verse 26 to 28, where God was creating man, um, where he said, let us make men in our own image. And then God created man afterwards. And then in the Genesis chapter two, Verse seven, that is where he formed men. So vision board, if I understand clearly, it's like having something in your thought, drawing uh, it down and putting it into action. Um, so it's like um, setting your, or your, your steps in order so that you keep track of what you, what you want to achieve. Uh, correct. Um, you, you will recall that when we started, I said <clears throat> there are two ways. And uh, in the, when I was talking to the, 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 the two ways, um, I said primarily you, you, you have one short zone, meaning a dream. This thing, it's alive here. But when you talk about the board, it talks about making it tangible. So it is critical to work within the parameters of the word of God. God says, write it down in the tablets. It is critical for you as a person to now unpack that message to say, for this thing to be written down, it means I have to register it. I have to scribe, to, to write is to scribe, right? Yeah. So for you to do that and write it exactly, this is where now the catalyst come into play. Exactly the way you now talk to that particular vision. For example, there, there, there is color blue is general. We have powder blue, we have navy blue, dark blue. Now we are talking to the granular level. So when you even write this thing, write it at the granular level. Remember Habakkuk verse, chapter two, verse two to three. 
it says, in as much as you have written it down, it may appear as if it is not getting there on time. But remember, the moment you have written it down, because you have registered this with me, your God, it's registered with me. It's going to happen at the right time. Timing is another element now that you need to be aware of. And when you look into that, the timing may not be ours, but the timing of God, that is where now it sets the whole thing apart. Okay. Um, I think I'm answered. So when you talk about timing, so it has to do with perseverance and um, patience. So meaning um, in our... Uh, making our board, our vision board a success. We have to be patient with time because other things, they do not happen um, the moment we want them to happen, but they only take time. They only happen after a certain time. Is that correct? Yeah, look, there, 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 are, there are a couple of things that are happening. There are things that are happening in the physical and there are things that are happening in the spiritual realm. Things that are happening in the spiritual realm that's where God is busier than anybody. Because remember, how, how do we say characterize God? Three things in the main. Let, 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 let's just look into those. We say God is omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient. That's our God. So for God to be in the past, in the present, into the future, just whilst you alone as an individual, you wanted to be a farmer, whereas it is drought now, you need to be patient. Because he's busy with other things. He's probably clearing market for you. He's probably getting um, certain attacks on your plants. I mean, these things that attack our plants, canker worm and whatever, these worms. He's dealing with those in the spiritual realm. So when, when God is putting that, that verse is very, very critical for you to unpack it. Remember I said when you unpack the Bible, you look into how many things? About seven things, remember? Theology. Jesus, Holy Spirit, human being, church, and the future. You remember? So, so, so each time you take the Bible and look into this thing and the word of God, please, please do justice. Remember these other elements. Because in our human nature, I may want, when I have planted my seed there, to sell the following day, but let the seed germinate, right? Let the plants grow, right? Yes. Let the plants be able to pollinate and, and be able now to produce, say, fruits in your, in, if it's a, it's, a, it's a tree. So that process has to take place. But in our human nature, how do we want? We want to help or manage these things in a popcorn mindset. You take it, you put it in the microwave, the popcorns are ready. God doesn't work that way. Um, very clear. Um, very clear. Um, okay, before, um, okay, let me ask my last question. Um, like with, you, you, you said a lot of things and <laughs> it's um, being here is very fruitful and uh, thank you very much for this presentation because now it reveals a lot that um, 
when you do something, you have to prioritize and put your things in order so that it works. Um, at that, is it possible for a vision board to fail? Uh, remember what is happening here it's you failing remember i said two things do not set goals based on your capability there, there are these things where we judge ourselves am i with i was looking for that weight if you can take this from today, that gift should be worthy of you, not you being worthy of that. I hope you, you capture this because this is where the, the catalyst is. If you can draw the line of demarcation, failing is you, not the gift. If the very gift was given to the next person to sing and this person sings, Perfectly. That gift, remember the gift that we are, we are deriving the gifts from the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Remember, it gives us different gifts. I'm seated here. My gift is different from my pastor, different my, from my sister, different from everybody. So I cannot now start saying, nah, me now I'm okay. This boat is failing. Who is failing? Me. So, so, so I think what I'm trying to make you and conceptualize is there has to be a line of demarcation on two things. Is there commitment from your end? If there is commitment, are you able to see this thing through? Remember, we did sustainability. And remember when we talked about sustainability, we said what? Always consult God. Always engage God. And then to wrap up the answer, the board will never fail, but an individual will fail themselves by not complying. One, to the word of God. Two, be convicted. What does Hebrew 11, uh, 11 verse 1 say? It defines faith. It's a conviction. If you don't have conviction, there's no point in you saying you're starting. So, even before you start, you have already failed. That's what I'm trying to share with you now to make it get home. So, so, so the board will never fail. And I talked about the spirit of deception and discernment. And those two things, always pray about it because sometimes we get involved in things that we should not be entertaining to start with. We entertain a different spirit there. So it is critical, hence I'm saying, it's not going to be a bot at all, but it's going to be you, how you maintain. And this is where people, I think the last point to address you is, the other question, sorry, is you need to be able to distinguish between religion and relationship with God. If you are doing these things because of religion, you are failing yourself. God is not interested in the religion. God is interested in your relationship. That's why even when you look into how he handled the case of David. David had about eight wives. It looks like you're surprised. <laughs> David had eight wives, right? Yes. But God always said, this man is after 
my heart. My heart. Mm. So have that relationship. The moment your objective of doing this and involving God into this matter has to be clear. It has to be on a relationship basis. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> I think, I believe there are questions from um, the online people. Um, as we wait, we're having experiencing a lot of technical difficulties. I'd like to introduce everybody who's present with us today. Um, on our far left, we have Apostle, the father of the house, Apostle Glenn Malama. Thank you for gracing us with your presence and being with us today. Um, and as you know, we have Ndetisolo, who's um, the closest to me on my left. We have Minister Sababato, who's our youth leader, um, our youth minister on my right. And then we have Bachna and Debuho with us as well. Thank you so much for joining and making time to be with us today. I saw some of the, one of the comments saying, is the presentation available? I think it can be made available. It has been shared. Uh, it's uh, in the capable hands where it can be shared by with the desk of the administration. Thank you. Um, yes, I think maybe um, Mr. Subabato, maybe we'll share it into the youth groups for everybody to have access to that. Okay, there we go. The first question, concerning consistency, how would you advise us to not lose hope when the manifestation of our desires take, take long to come to pass? Uh, the, this is a, a matter that needs one to be prayerful. And uh, it is a matter that really, I want to emphasize as long as one what, what, what sets us apart from the rest is if you know the word of God. We get motivated through the word of God entirely. And I want to give courage to everybody to say, there will be trials and tribulations in your journey. And unfortunately, it will even be coming from people you will not even expect to discourage you or the circumstances themselves will be discouraging. So as such, for you not to lose that hope, always, always recite the word in the Bible and take guidance. For example, in the book of Psalms, it's a book that is very key in keeping one motivated. It is equally important to know the word by head. Some of these verses or in our future life, we may not be able to even go home and take the Bible. So to not to lose hope, it is advisable for one to know the word of God. And in the word of God, in, from the book of Genesis to Revelation, we are being given courage. We are being given hope. We are being given an element of sustainability to retain and maintain what we prescribe ourselves to be doing. And if we are doing exactly that, then that the essence of timing taking long 
it will become irrelevant because we are now in the capable hands of God. And remember, we are given, secondly, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is given to us as a comforter. And if we dig into the resources that we are given, we are surely going to maintain that hope and continue in that journey. And, and in, in there, uh, we, we, we will definitely remember when Jesus was uh, taken by the devil and on, on those three instances, Jesus' answer was always on the, it is written, it is written. Hence, I said self-talk. Self-talk is important. <clears throat> and, and when I said self-talk is important, you will be like you are a mad person. When you are doing proper self-talk, people will just see you reciting a verse when you feel demoralized, when you feel discouraged, despondent. And, and, and in that situation, irrespective of how the situation may look like, yeah, you're a human being, cry, scream, yell, finish that, but go back. Never to lose hope. You're allowed to have those emotions. You're not a stone. Don't let's be pragmatic. We are not a stone. So when you go through that uh, an element of maintaining consistency, I will advise us really to look into the resources we have. We have the word of God. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the support of the holy angels. We have the elders in heaven. We have the heavenly beings. So if you can see, I'm raising my fingers about five elements. Already, there has, is more than enough support not to lose hope. And I do appreciate you can be discouraged for a moment. You are a human being. God himself was angry at times to the extent that Moses had to calm God down. It's in our nature. It's allowed. But I think we need to have the catalyst. It's faith. And if you read the book of Hebrews chapter 11, it gives all the examples of not to lose faith and to lose hope. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Shalom, Shalom. Uh, can I also say that um, two things. Uh, one is the series that I've just had in the ministry concerning, um, you know, um, divine guidance, you know, and, and, and what has been happening in the life of Joseph, that God gave him a dream, which would be a vision. Remember, a dream is a night vision, okay? A vision, as you know, it is a day vision. But this is a vision. And, but uh, the journey was not easy, okay? He met many obstacles you know, going through the pit, the prison, Potiphar's house, and many other things. And uh, those are written for us, to encourage us that you will, there will be days when you feel down. It is normal. Uh, but the second thing is this that I want to say that, and that is from personal experience that the one thing that 
I made sure uh, when I took on the journey of the ministry is that the vision was truly from God. That is very important. And I think that's what he emphasized on that. From the word go, you need to involve God. Pray about it. Is this the will of God or not? What are you saying? Many people have been saying I'm called 15 years before I accepted the calling of God. And I've seen even before then God operating in my life. But that to me was not enough until God spoke to me. And why? Because I know and I knew it that one day the only thing that will remain is that voice. Everything will say you're not called. Understand what I'm saying? Everything will say you're not a pastor. Everything will fall away. The only thing that will remain with is that word. And so it is important to be convicted on the inside of this vision that you're writing down, because this is the only thing that you will have one day, just that board. Everything around you, even your parents, even your sisters, even your brothers, even everybody can say, no, just forget this thing. Okay. Just, just for, it's not working out because they, they don't see things the way you see them. They're just human. They're worried about you. They're concerned. Time is running out. You know what I mean? So the, everybody's concerned. Our friends, everybody says no. But you need that conviction, personal conviction, that indeed. So before you write it down, you know, um, you know make sure, spend time with God, you know. Go on a period of fasting and prayer. You know, seek the face of God. Hear him, okay? Because what you are going to put down is final, okay? This is what is going to guide your life. And you need that conviction. One day what will remain is that God is faithful. What he said he will do. And when everything around you says it's not going to work, I've seen it in ministry, I've seen it. Uh, you know, I've seen it, people walking away and it's just, just you, you know, and, and, and nothing works. You know, you, 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 you pray for people, they don't get healed, you know, and nobody says amen when you preach, you know. So, so, so those things have happened. But what kept me going is, is the word of God, the voice of God that I believed. Indeed. You know, the one who called me, the one who told me is faithful. And he will take me where he said to take me. What I need to do is just make sure I equip myself, get myself ready. Here's the thing, that if you really believe in this, you're going to start behaving like it. You know, you're going to start organizing yourself around it. The steps that you take, everything is around this thing. So you just continue doing what you have to do, okay, around this vision around the street, okay? Thank you very much. Um, I think we'll take a few more questions. The next question is, does having a vision board help you know your identity in Christ?
Yeah, it's not it's not an easy one. Um, you see, before anything else in life, you have to know your identity in Christ. That's where everything starts. Mm -hmm. Even before you go to the vision board. So is it is it what comes first? It's actually knowing yourself first, who you are in Christ. Uh, if if you don't know that, um, you know anything else that you 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 want to be in life, it's going to be questioned. You have voices everywhere, but if you know who you are in Christ, that that is a fundamental thing that you must establish. Um, how do you know who you are in Christ? Uh, it's it's through the teachings that we do. It's through you know the whole spiritual growth program that we put Christians through. And then of course you then have to be on on your personal journey. Remember, which is always what I always say that unless until you are born again, you'll never understand who you are, what you what you have come to be here on earth, and. Uh, and 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 for you to understand that once you're born again, then you have to start hearing the voice of God, uh, following the direction of God. It's as we come closer to Christ that we understand who we are uh, in the world. Okay, so first is who we are in Christ, and as we come to closer to Christ, then we understand more about ourselves. And what is it that we have been mandated to do here on earth? Remember, it's God who has brought us here in this for a purpose. And as you start to grow and in a closer proximity with Christ, then you start understanding yourself. Okay? Because it's like it's like the manual of your life is with God. So the more, the closer you get to God is the more you get to read in this manual concerning your life. You know, you're like a, like a device, like a, like a machine, which needs to be operated with a manual, okay? So the closer we, we, we come to the creator, okay? The manufacturer himself, the more we understand ourselves and how, how we should operate. So that's where it starts, otherwise, Remember, vision is about now carrying out our our uh, our purposes. But there are certain things that are built in within within this that are with 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 God. That is why a lot of appliances would never be used maximally because people never go through uh, through manual. You know, you discover after three years of having this thing, somebody comes and say, "Hey, this thing can do." Ah! Can this thing do this? That's that's who you are now. Okay, I hope it makes sense. That's wow. So so I can do this, all right. But unless you come to the manufacturer and understand the man and how you're actually supposed to operate, what is in you? What has been built in you? That's the identity we're talking about. What is in you? Uh, then then whatever you think and whatever you hear about yourself is going to confuse you. But I don't know if, if, if it makes sense. So we have to come to Christ first, okay? And understand 
who we are in Christ first. Okay, who am I? Why have I been brought into this world? Okay, then when you understand that, within that, then you will find your vision. It's not the other way around, okay? That was a profound answer. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the next question is, how do we deal with our fears concerning our vision? Yeah, this one, uh, I think the key word there is fears. To answer this, let's start with taking the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 7. God has given us what, but not what. So, it says, I have not given you the spirit of fear. So if somebody is saying, I'm dealing with fear, yet God says, I have not given you the spirit of fear. That person right there and then needs to now discern who is he dealing with. That is not God. Secondly, God goes further to say, I've given you the spirit of power, of sound mind, and love. Let me tell you, <clears throat> It took Christ to live 99 to go for the one because of love. And through love, Christ managed to achieve his vision. His vision was simple. I'm going there as a sacrificial lamb. That was Jesus Christ's vision. Whatever that was, you could even see here when you read the Bible, he was even encouraging the sellout to continue the mission, continue selling me out because he needed the mission to be fulfilled. So it is key for us to take, always take a step back. Is this thing coming from God or from who? And that is key for me. I think in any way, in any situation, it's, it's always in, important not to rush to re, re, respond or react, but rather take stock. God, there's this thing now that you have not given to me, but how am I dealing with this? God has given us answers how to deal with these things. So I think to answer that question was to say always, and it goes with the other questions, um, I think the questions are coming. And to add one, what, what, what Apostle has said, I know uh, protocol says when the father has spoken, don't the children keep quiet. Can I speak, my pastor? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the answer that I will give in support to what has been given is, Jesus Christ says, when he was asked, your mother and your brothers are here to see you. Now, whoever was telling him that statement was giving him that statement in the context that your family is here. Now, look at how Jesus Christ responds. He says, anyone who does the will and the word of my father, that's my family. So I, uh, that's me anyway. Um, I prefer in addressing answers or rather any position by what the word of God says. There are many answers. I mean, even the very topic that we're discussing around vision. You'll find more than 50 verses talking to vision alone in the Bible. So I'm only saying the answers and the writing is in the Bible. And, 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 and 
and, and I will encourage us to master the art of registering the weight in the, in the head. That helps us to alleviate many, many problems. Thank you. We can take the next question or question statement. I don't think we have any more questions. We have a few comments. Um, if we can just go back to the Zoom. Oh, we've got questions from the panel. Okay. Yeah. My question is, uh, on my vision board, am I allowed to change, like if I'm planning, am I allowed to change my plans but not my purpose. Can I stick to my purpose, but through through the through the journey, maybe change some plans on the vision board, but still stick to the purpose of the vision board? Is it allowed to change the plans on the vision board by sticking to the purpose of the vision board? Uh, remember, we didn't dive much in the operas morandi of the vision. What we were discussing primarily is what is a vision board and how uh, it's um, supposed to uh, help you to structure and conceptualize your vision. Now, <clears throat> I gave an example of politicians, about four politicians, remember? I said, there could be a politician who says, from Cape Town to Deben, we are going via the sea. The other one can say via the air. The other one say by the road. In the road, others say by car, others say we can run. So it now needs you to be pragmatic as an individual. That is the how part. But you are still doing what? You still want to be on a journey from Cape Town to Deben. So in there, what I'm trying to help you with is the vision remains the same. The how part is subject to change at any point in time. For example, <clears throat> another example is <clears throat> our grandparents used to cook, collect firewood, start the fire. You, you buy a bottle of gas, you still cook, you still eat. But remember, your issue is not necessarily how you cook. You want to maintain your weight. Okay, I'm 1.91, I think, if I'm not mistaken, meters, say 112 kg. Is that the normal weight? The doctor will say no, take off 20. Now, in you cooking and maintaining, remember now the vision is about maintaining a, a good body stature. Will you now, because your grandparents used to get firewood because you have many trees at the backyard, whereas you have a bottle of gas here? No, we just switch on the bottle of gas and start cooking. Have I clarified that? Okay, thank you. Thank you for that question. Um, we are now just going to read through the comments.
Um, Having a clear vision in mind is absolutely vital, but seeing it is just as important. But seeing is just as important. Yes, may we pair this understanding with the Word of God and the Holy Spirit, who will help us continuously navigate our path. Thank you for this message. The next comment reads as follows: Thank you for the answers. Um, the Word is the answer to all. God bless you all. Um, then we also have, it is clear, Apostle, thank you. And then thank you for the beautiful message. It is very important to have God at the center of all your plans and visions. We agree. Thank you so much. Um, we're at the end of our first session. We are now moving to our second session, which is a questions and answers um, session. Um, we have questions that are already um, prepared in advance. Um, Apostle will be answering some of these questions. And then we will also open the floor to the panel to answer some of the questions, but also ask questions. Um, we encourage you to also ask um, questions in the in the, in the comment section and your com and continue to comment as um, you as anything comes into your spirit. Okay, the questions read as follow. The circular world. Um, what is circular music? I just had a small operation on my gum, so a little bit uncomfortable. So if, if I look somewhat awkward, understand. Um, what is secular music? Um, I think maybe I must just say that if you understand what is secular, what is music, uh, then the 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 two words to put them together looks looks a little bit confusing. Okay, I'll, I'll explain that. First of all, secular is uh, secular means anything that is non-religious and it does not necessarily refer to Christianity. You know, anything that is non-spiritual will be secular. And uh, so basically, therefore, this assumes that music can be non-religious. Okay, do you understand what I'm saying? So I know this is what we normally say, you know, secular music, you know, broad terms, you know, people talk about anything that is not gospel, that would be secular. Um, what do you mean by gospel? It's also a broad thing, you know, what is gospel? Uh, if it speaks about God, is it gospel? If it says Jesus, God, Jehovah, Yahweh, and anything else that doesn't mention God, it's not gospel. Even if it's good news, because gospel means good news. So then 
it becomes very confusing. Okay, what is it in the end? What is gospel? Okay, let's let's go back to this. Uh, so, basically, there is nothing like secularism from what I've just said. If you stick to uh, strict definitions, it's nothing like secularism. So, what is it that we are trying to ask them? Because there's definitely something that we want to address here. There's a kind of music that we want to stay away from. All right, what, what, it doesn't matter what we call it, okay? And the kind of music that we want to stick to. So, and as young people, you want to say, what is it that we should be listening to? Uh, and what is it that we shouldn't be listening to? And, and what is it doing to us as we do that? Um, now, music. Now, okay, let, let, me, let, me, let me just use, before you even go there. Um, okay, what actually... Okay, first of all, music is very important. Okay, absolutely. In fact, scientists and neuroscientists have found that music is the most, is the strongest stimulator of your brain. Okay, it, it stimulates complex centers in your brain, especially the, the gratification one, the pleasure ones, much more than any other thing that I can't even mention here. Okay, maybe I can mention it. No, I can't mention it. Uh, food does that, you know. Chocolate, you know, when you're eating chocolate. You know, I know that people love chocolate. I already say, why did you mention chocolate? <laughs> uh, but it, it stimulates certain, uh, when you eat chocolate, you know. Imagine music is, is able to do more than that. So, it, it, it affects your soul, your emotions so much that you can even travel back in time. And that's very important. Music can take you back, can take you back to even times of serious hurt, okay? Uh, time, periods and places that you had forgotten about and that you've moved on. So as Christians, of course, we, we want to be certain that there's nothing that we are listening to that actually um, take us back or make our Christian work more difficult. But I think that is without complicating things and 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 and, and, and so on and so forth. Right. So now actually okay so Music. Now, if you take, for instance, um, if you take uh, the, say, saxophone, okay? In fact, I was listening to uh, one Jewish writer this morning. He gave this example, so I will use it. Um, um, if you take saxophone, saxophone, you can weight you can measure you can put it on a scale it will tell you it weighs so many grams or kilograms and so on. And, and and the same with any other musical instrument maybe even before i talk about that 
Let's talk about instrumental music, for instance. Where do you put it? Where there are no voices, where do you put it? Is it because what makes it gospel? Is it because these instruments are playing a known gospel song? Okay, or a secular, known secular song? What if they are playing something that you don't know? Never heard. What is it? You know what I'm saying? So I think for young people, it's very important. And, and you know, we, we grew up, we grew up just with one, you know, broad category, secular. Okay, if you go, if, if it's not Jesus, fine, secular, stay away from But I think the world has grown so complex that a lot of areas have been greater and, 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 it, and, and there's a very thin line demarcation between these things. So you will see where I'm getting to in the end to answer that question is that uh, we, we have, now if you have got a saxophone and, and you, put it, you put it on a scale, it weighs so much, it's easy to measure that, okay? All right. But one thing that you can never measure and, and there is nothing to use to measure is what comes out of it when somebody blows it. You cannot measure, you cannot put it on and say, this is spiritual. I mean, this is, this is good. This is, there's nothing to measure except your emotional response to it. I hope you are hearing me. One Indian, I think it's called Uta or something. He, 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 he's, a, he's a writer, I think. He spoke about... The fact that um, it is the person is the is is what comes out of the composer that gives the meaning to what you are listening to. If, for instance, what makes it spiritual, it's if whether this is sang from the heart. For instance, two people can sing the same song. Okay, two people. We have heard this many times, uh, you know, where a gospel song in particular is sung by many different artists. But there is one who sings it and you feel it. Okay, I hope I'm clear, you know. There's one who sings it. Why? Because that person is singing from their heart. That is the dangerous person who sings from their heart. Because now he sings from the spirit. Is what he carries that will come onto the music. Now, that is what makes it with a, a, a gospel or Christian or non Christian. You know, um, we know, you know, there is yoga, there is yoga music, and all those music, they're all spiritual. You know, they're not Christian. You know what I mean? Uh, so, the so what goes into music is what the author puts in there, all right? So if you look at the saxophone, uh, if you look at the example of a saxophone is that if you, if you take that saxophone and give it to another person and it blows it, what comes out will be different, even if they are playing the same lyrics. So young people have to understand that the world has come so complex that 
We cannot give you a list of songs and say, right, wrong, right. Obviously, so it's, as you can see, the, the, the writer and the composer plays a big part. So knowing the person behind the music is very important. Okay, obviously. Who is singing? You cannot ignore people who live their lives anyhow. I say, okay, no, I don't feel anything. You go listen to it. That's, that's, that's stupid. Okay. You, you can see their lives. Okay. They, they don't talk about God. They don't believe in God. They say, okay, it's fine. It's music. Obviously, you cannot. Especially if you don't have the spirit of discernment, which is key. We need to have spirit of discernment. And young people, when you grew up, growing up, we're not taught about things like the spirit of discernment, but you have a chance at your age to train your spirit to be able to tell between right and wrong, evil and good. When your spirit it's not, doesn't settle with anything, don't ignore it, no matter how good it sounds. That's the best advice that I can give. Uh, train your spirit such that you can tell this thing, mm -mm, something about this song. Why? Because we're all ministering. Okay? Listen to me preaching, I'm ministering. And somebody sings his ministry. We're all ministering, but we're serving different gods from different platforms, from different altars. Okay? And also... Look at your life also. Don't ignore what the impact of, of music on your life. Look at your life. What happens when I listen to this music? What happens to my prayer life? What happens to my, to, to, to my, to, to, to my understanding of the word? You know, uh, you know is, do I find it is more difficult the more I listen to this music, you know, to go and pray, to go to church? You know, those are some of the ways you can tell that this thing is having a bad influence on your life. So you are not going to find a list that says gospel, no, secular, non-secular, because it does not exist. It all boils down to the purpose of that song. The person who wrote it knows exactly what he's doing. And only him and him alone knows. The absence, the presence of Jesus and the up the, does not make it a gospel song. Okay? It, it does not make it non-secular either. So it's complex. But I think I've given you enough things to go by, okay? To say, I, I'm not going to listen to this. I'm not going to listen to this. Okay? You listen to a song, it lifts your spirit. You are down, you lift it. You can now leave your house. You know, you, but it didn't talk about God. Is that evil song? Okay. So it's complex. All right. But it, it's potent. Something you cannot ignore. It's something that you have to have a way around it as a young person. Uh, and don't ignore other people around you also. It's important. You know, our mothers, our fathers, sometimes they don't, they may not, they'll say, this music you're listening to, mm -mm. don't be, don't, don't, don't be stiff naked. 
Don't be stubborn. Don't be stubborn. We've been around for a long time to know some of these things. So this music you're listening to is not good. I've told my children many a times, you know, only a few weeks back, I told my son, all this music is going, find new music. So I had to change, look for another music. Okay. So I still have to check now, which one is it? Okay. So it's, it's, it's just like that. I, I, I don't feel, I don't feel okay. You know, that's what I told him. I, I don't feel okay. So please don't listen to this music anymore. Uh, so I didn't come with any, anything. I just don't feel okay. So, um, so let's not ignore the advice of those around that. God has given us parents, sisters, brothers, uh, leaders in the church and everywhere else. All these people are there to guide us. We don't know much yet as young people. Still have a lot to learn. We cannot debate with young people. Of course, we can't. We can't. They will out-debate us. We cannot. But one thing we know is that we've been around for long. We, when, when, we see some, when we see something that is not right, we, we, we see it and we tell you. We may not know, have the reasons to convince you, but we are hoping that we will convict your heart to stay away from that. Sometimes it's with a friend. This friend. Mm -mm. Ah, mama, papa, it's a good guy. I don't know about that. But this friend do. Yeah, that, that's all we know is that this friend, uh-uh. Then you insist. So don't ignore the advice of the, of the elderly uh, or the, 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 the elderly council, as we, as we call it. I hope I've answered that question. Did I answer it? Yes, you have. Thank you very much. <laughs> very elaborately. Oh, yes. Next question, please. Okay. Should I stop listening to circular music? I think, uh, I think I've answered yeah, that. that one. <laughs> Is there such a thing as good circular music? You've answered that one as well. Should a Christian avoid certain fashion brands like Lacoste has a crocodile logo, Versace has Medusa, etc.? Yeah, it's it's a uh, they are, you know, today, you know, somebody said we are so obsessed with symbols and signs and so on such that even when i'm a preacher if if, if i can do this I somehow by mistake can do this they say ah did you see him you know did did or or this whatever did, did you see that pastor he did this you know um why do we attach so much significance to these things you know um on the, on the negative side, I think we may be overdoing things. We may be overdoing things. Perhaps also to be protective, yes. Um, you know, and, 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 and I'm, I mean, I have matured over time as a pastor, as a person, as a father, you know. 
I mean, my, my, my firstborn had to suffer a lot of restrictions, you know, lot, lots, lots. They're still regretting some of them, but why, but why, you know? But look, look, I, I, that's all I knew. I had to work with what I know. And, and, and with time, you realize, you know, you realize, okay, okay. You know, there's no parenting school or anything. You know, we just go into this thing and, and you, okay, this works. <laughs> Unfortunately, the first child is gonna be experimental in many ways. <laughs> okay, I, I hope you're hearing me, young people. So our parents, you know, they may be, look, it's all in the interest of, uh, you know, making sure that you are safe. And uh, what was the question again? Um, symbols, fashion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Versace and, and all uh, Medusa and uh, oh. Crocodile, Lacoste. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, look, uh, you, need, you need, it's important. I think some of them, I don't want to say which one, but I know there's a lot of information that's available of what's happening behind the scenes. So it's not just the, what you're seeing the crocodile you know uh if you look back into the companies and what other things they are doing okay it'll be able to tell you what kind of company is this one okay so i would say to you apart from the most important thing that i will always say spirit of discernment apart from that number one number two number three is spirit of discernment okay because I don't want to sit here. Tomorrow there will be a symbol of a of a of a cow, of a goat on a label of that, and then I have to keep saying, "Okay, let us run this through the the the, the bishop." I mean, <laughs> let us run this through through the apostle. You know, then I'm sitting there approving things. You know, okay, it's approved, not approved, it's approved. We cannot do that. We cannot do that. So discernment, 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 discernment. If you are, if your spirit is well trained, you are going to pick up things. You're going to don't ignore them, no matter how beautiful it is. By the way, the absence of a symbol does not make a clothing safe. I mean, if the devil wanna do something, he's gonna hide it. Okay, he's gonna try and do it and hide it. Okay, so. We relaxed with things that are carrying spirits, and we are waiting to see uh, with the with the. I, I'm sure you have seen me in the church. Sometimes I would ask somebody, "Have you been to ZCC?" He says, "Yeah, I was a ZCC." Says, okay, why do I say that? Because I see a badge, but it's off. This person is not wearing a badge, but he's there. You know, in the spirit, you, you can still say it. You get what I'm saying? The fact that they remove a, a crocodile and things, uh, then it means that it cannot carry what you are worried about, which is really about, what are we worried about actually? It's about contacts, okay? It's about initiation. Uh, people are being initiated through many things. It is true. They're initiated through clothes, through that, through that, through, through that. And uh, so for us to have a list of things that we've been in the ministry it does not make sense, okay? You understand what I'm saying? You can't, you cannot do that. You cannot, you cannot do that. Um, you know, 
I don't feel comfortable buying certain, certain, maybe it's because of my age. Not that it's a spirit, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's number one, number two, number three is the spirit of discernment. If you're not comfortable with something, don't put on that thing. Um, these are beautiful labels, you know, quality, you know, and to deny people these things, uh, you know, the devil will sit on anything, okay? As long as it is dedicated, we'll sit on it. <clears throat> so, yeah, we need the spirit of discernment, but over and above that, do your research, okay? Do your research. Go and read about these things. A lot of things have been said about some of those companies that you find on the internet everywhere, uh, 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 that they are exposing some of the things that have been done, uh, uh, you know, um, behind the scenes, okay? But the most important thing is what? Is the spirit of discernment. So we're not gonna burn anything, yet, okay? Yes. Thank you. Next question is, bought like clothes, devices, and jewelry. Yeah, that is absolutely important. Absolutely. In fact, in fact, don't, even before you buy, you know, actually, once you buy, you're probably already late, okay? Before you buy, okay? Not paying over things you have bought is another story, okay? Before you buy, you pray, Lord, I'm, I'm going to um, Sunday City today. I pray that the Holy Spirit will guide me uh, to, um, you know, the right places, the right uh, clothes in shop and so on. And then he will do that. He's faithful it's always. If we ask him to do it, he will do it. And when you get there, you know, when you look at something, just, ah, I like that thing. Just wait, you know, Let's just look at it. Okay. Listen, listen to the voice inside for many reasons. One, maybe you cannot afford it. Forget the spirit thing for now. Okay. Maybe it won't sit so well on you, even if it, it looks great for now. Because next thing, if people don't comment <laughs> about something that you paid so much for, it's gonna hurt you, isn't it? I mean, I mean let's, let's be honest, it's gonna hurt you. Uh, okay, so Holy Ghost is so interested in our lives. So interested. Okay, my daughter, my... This one, no one is going to say you look great. I know you think you look great in the mirror, but don't, don't bite. So it's, it's much more complicated than us being bewitched and being limited and being. Hallelujah. So we, 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 we need to, 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 to allow the Holy Spirit to minister and guide us all the way. Okay. Then, of course, after buying them, then. You know, if there's still anything that escaped discernment, the Holy Ghost direction and all that, it will still be caught up in prayer at the end, okay? So you need to pray. Don't just put on clothes. You need to pray. Whatever spirit, whatever anything, whatever dedication, this is very important. It's that 
Once you buy something, it is yours. In the spirit realm, it is yours. So, so you've got authority over it. Don't underestimate that. Because authority, you, when you pray, you're taking authority over whatever because you've paid for it. Any spirit that still hangs on, on there has got no right, basically. Unlike someone who gives something to you, perhaps even that is still, but if you steal it, you take it without permission, you can never deliver anything like that. It's stolen. You see what I mean? Stolen, you cannot set it free. But if it's something that you bought, it is used. Okay. Uh, what do you say when you pray? Uh, you know, uh, you, you thank God for that. Okay. For the grace, for the money, for everything to be able to, to buy it. Okay. And you pray that uh, it is set free from any spirits that wants to influence your life. You set it free in the name of Jesus. And you apply the blood, sprinkle it with the blood of Jesus Christ. So those things are important, okay? You don't really need to anoint it with the Holy Ghost. You, I mean, oily, you're going to mess up the whole thing. Okay? Still new, so don't put anointing oil on it, okay? So sprinkle with the blood of Jesus. Declare that it is now the property of God. Um, and of course, thank God for the, for the, for the, uh, for the purchase. Okay. So yeah, that is an, an important one. Okay. Um, Minister Swabato, if we could please hear from you. Um, we know you have a personal experience with, um, the question that we just got an answer from the democracy from. Um, greetings. Apostle has said a mouthful. And then again, when it comes to um, clothing and gifts and all that, especially um, to add on to that is gifts that you receive. If you receive clothing and gifts from another person, I would also advise you to pray over them because you don't know the motive behind that person giving you that gift. I would um, assure you to truly put in prayer because again, I believe as the designers have motives with what they have designed, um, a person giving you a gift as well also has a motive behind their gifts. That's the one experience that I have realized because as a person, you might think whoever it is that you, for example, your friends, it's, it, it will come from both ways, your friends, family. It's also thanking God for the gift that you have received. You, you pray over it. You pray over it. You plead um, the blood of Jesus across it and you ask for covering whatever it is that has been done upon that gift. That's um, basically what I would say, because Apostle has said everything so far regarding to your purchases with everything, because certain things, you receive them as gifts. You don't plan for those things. You might have asked God to give you those things. And another thing, you must ask God for the things, because you don't know who, where they'll be coming from. So with everything that you receive, you pray over. 
Thank you very much. Uh, we have a question from Melissa. Um, how do I know if it's my spirit? Um, how do I know if it is my spiritual spirit speaking to me or just my own thoughts? I think this is this is two minutes ago. So I think this is when Apostle was answering the initial question on um what's the initial question on no 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 two minutes ago. So it was on clothing and branding. Very important question. Uh, you know, in fact, this very Sunday I did touch on that. You know, when you know, asking, you know, when you feel you need ice cream, you know, is it your thought or is some spirits that are forcing you, are bringing on the spirit of craving upon upon you for their own purposes it is not an easy one differentiating the voice of god or the devil from your own thoughts it is very very important many people have said god has spoken to me about certain things, but how do you know it was God who spoken to you or it is your own thought? Very, very critical. Number one is this. Um, we need to saturate ourselves with the word of God. That's a starting point. Uh, because the spirit of God will bear witness with our spirit uh, that this is truly God speaking. And always God does not contradict his word. So the always the checkpoint is the word of God. Uh, the spirit of God would never, will never differentiate uh, because what we want to know, maybe just to go back, what is wrong with our thoughts? Okay. Uh, and in terms of the spirit that he's talking about, what is this spirit that he's talking about? Okay, I'm assuming that he wants to know what is the difference between, is it the, his, the thoughts versus the spirit of God, not, not an evil influence, okay? Um, in terms of the will of God, all right? So I may be wrong. So if, if that's not what you're asking, please, please uh, uh, indicate. Uh, the more we are saturated with the word of God is the more we will know the voice of God. Our thoughts can be deceiving, okay? Our thoughts can be deceiving. We need to align our thoughts with the word of God, all right? Uh, 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 the Bible says that we must be conformed, okay? Uh, in our mind, the way we think, it must be aligned with how God would think about things in general, you know? What would Christ do in the same situation, you know, where you are, uh, you know? So your thought in the end must be his thoughts, okay? 
uh, that's what we that's what maturity is all about in the end the way i think it must be the way christ would think it must be the way the spirit of the of god would think it's a maturity issue uh, where you can no longer differentiate between you and by the way when you say you is the thought that is separated from god all right which would be the flesh if you like and and your own desires devoid of god okay understand what i'm saying so if the question is about the spirit of god uh, versus your thoughts then there should not be an, any any difference if there is a war then you need to to be filled with the word of god to reach a point that what you think you think godly okay what you do is godly everything you do it is the it is the uh, uh, it's the spirit of god guiding you all right and and it's a it's a maturity issue okay and uh, i don't know if that person clarified the question further do we have any uh, any follow up question there but in terms of the devil or or the voice of the devil or any other wicked spirit trying to influence you it is going to be on the basis of contradiction of the word of god it will come with fear and anxiety that's that's how it and it is more cohesive you know it's more you know uh, and this is very important uh, the holy ghost when he speaks is quite gentle and is won't be forcing you to do anything but if it's the other spirit it comes with fear cohesion manipulation and he wants to things to be done here and now that is not the spirit of god okay all right thank you very much apostle uh -huh. <clears throat> Next question. Mm -hmm. Should I accept gifts from people, especially jewelry? I think um, yeah. Minister Sababato answered and touched on this. Yeah, there's certain things that maybe I must, I must say that it's a no, okay? Um, this thing of jewelry is often used and, and and it's very common with young people okay be careful of things like crosses and all those things okay be 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 careful you know just be careful and i think if you you you're in doubt you'll know what i'm talking about but the other thing that would be a no it's when people buys things that uh, they and they would even say that these things are binding us together. So they buy two of it, okay? They'll buy two, two hearts, two wrists, two whatever, and they're saying it's a, some, some of them will, be, will say it's a covenant, but there are those that say they, they are binding us together. I don't know, you young people who know the language that they use, okay? Stay away from those, don't take them, okay? Because I really believe that there are special ties that do take place when people do such things, okay? 
So they buy a risk, they buy it for themselves as well, and they say certain words. Often are also the words that are said over these things also uh, that are powerful. So be careful. If some, it's even worse if they keep half of something. Some of them are halves. It's very, very bad. That one is a no, 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 no. Thank you. I think that clarifies a lot. I think some of them have like best friend forever. <laughs> um, our next question. How much time should I spend watching TV? Uh, sure. Yeah, you, you know, you, okay, look, what do you watch on TV? Okay, okay, what do you watch on TV? That's another story, okay? What you're watching on TV is also important. Okay, but the question is about the, the time. Know this, that TV is going to take your time from away from something more important than TV. So remember, the more time you spend on TVs, the more you're wasting time, <laughs> actually. Uh, time to study the word, time to, to inform yourself, you know, read, you know, generally about many other things, okay? Research, I've just spoken about research now that go and find out more about what you want to buy and what has been happening around you. So all those things takes time. So. Where do you find time to watch TV? I don't know, okay? Uh, TV, TV should be for news, okay? If you ask me, TV is for news, important updates. I mean, for people who are really uh, moving, you know, there's just no time. Where do we find time for that, okay? So yeah, look, we all watch TV once in a while, but to spend two hours on TV, I think that is that is too much, you know? That really, that is considered that two hours wasted. Yeah. You know, um, soapy, what is it that you, you, you're watching on TV for two hours? Uh, so um, I think busy people with vision boards are not gonna find time for TV, I'm telling you. If you get down to vision, that vision board, you write it, it's gonna keep you busy. TV will cry, it will miss you, you know? Where is that guy, you know? Uh, so if you, once you have got this vision, you're going to be focused. In everything that you do, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be busy, you're gonna be busy. Uh, uh, young people, whether you're working, you're not working, you're studying, if you, if you are focused in that, you are going to find things to do. And they're going to keep you, they're going to exhaust you. Okay, so you won't even have time for TV. Okay, you, you, you don't wanna have time for TV. Okay. It's a good thing. If you don't have time for TV, yes, number one. Not missing anything. It's just going to online internet, get updates, news updates, just go there, 10 minutes, you're good, sorted, you go. TV, no. Thank you, Pastor. Okay. Um, I'd like to open the floor for questions 
um, from our panelists. There are people who don't have TV, by the way. <laughs> you want to say that? <laughs> and they are pretty okay. Uh, you, you can't tell. This one has got no TV. You know, they look like all of us. And he said, like, you don't have TV? How do you even... Okay, but it looks normal. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I, I just also want to take an opportunity to ask a question, seeing we... Okay, you wanted to add something. Yeah. Oh, okay. You can add. Yeah, I think what, what is also equally important is that the, what is the purpose of watching TV? Um, there are documentaries, there are educational... Uh, sessions, um, debates on the things that are impacting you or your vision in particular. But in truth and in spirit, the question, the way it's asked, one was getting the view that I'm used to watching soapies, I'm used to watching uh, this uh, none to do wealth uh, uh, shows and in principle it is a, a no-go area the second part is there is a danger of watching tv you kill your creativity when you start sitting there watching these people you become a zombie and unfortunately it's a powerful tool um, of introducing, for lack of better weight, I'll look for the right way, but for now, use indoctrination. If you are used to watching these uh, clips or, or, or so-called soapies, people develop bad elements there. You tend to think, oh, this is how it's done now or this is how this aspect is handled, only to find that you are derailing. So it's, it's equally important to make use of TV. Um, now, now we have what we call smart TVs. You can use your smart TV to do, like I said, research, education, or do business, do whatever that is meaningful. By that, it has to add value. And I think the, 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 the work you, you need to always work with is, what's the value am I getting? It's like staying in a relationship. What's the value of this? It's like doing a course. What's the value of this? So if you cannot find value in it, you be true to yourself. Cut ties. Thank you. Thank you very much. Do we have any questions? Uh, mine is not actually a question, but I just wanted to comment maybe uh, regarding the first question, second, I just all of them. Because, yeah, Apostle did actually answer the questions, but I think now I'm reasoning for someone like my peers a 15-year-old youth like me, or a 20-year-old like me, <laughs> you know, they are sitting, <clears throat> I think, yeah, of course, listening is an art. We can hear, but did we, listening is an art. Did you understand? There are certain terminologies 
Because to a 15-year-old guy or a 20-year-old guy, there is what we regard as secular. So uh, I just want to simplify it more further so that someone of my understanding can understand. Uh, me, what I think is actually the influence, because music, there was a time when Apostle was teaching about our worship. And he was saying, worship is not actually, it's not about singing, it's, but it is about being obedient to the word of God. Obedience, being obedient to the word. So, and music, uh, in worship, music is an art of worship. So, it's like the music that you are listening to, what is the influence that it, that it brings? What's the influence that it brings? So, if if the music that you are listening to, and then after listening to it, uh, maybe you feel proud or you feel maybe it brings the influence of lust. There maybe the, the music, musical videos. What what is the influence that it that is bringing? Because this thing they are they are indirectly coming to us. Because in music being an art of worship, so what is it that we are worshiping? Maybe that music video is, is provocating for maybe, let's say, sex. So what, what is the influence that we're bringing into us? There are so many songs. There are people like my, my, my age, they'll say, you can go to a pub and then I, I'm not part of it. I'm just going there to have fun. But anything that is happening there, I'm not part of it. But at the end of the day, you are a result of what we bring into, like what my father was saying. You are a result of, of the information that we bring in. So how can you be, well, how can you not connect to certain things that you are being, because auto, if you are being part of it, automatically you are becoming one with it. There's an influence that it, that it brings, even with, the, even with the clothing. There's an influence that certain clothes they bring, like pride. We have, we, we have, we have, we have like in, in schools or whatever, gangs, and they have a certain type of clothing that they wear. They actually know that, like, let's say, Scotland or whatever, there's an influence that it brings. So most of the time, it is actually the influence that that music is bringing to you or that clothing is bringing to you that is not godly. So if that thing is taking you away from the word of God, if that certain music is taking you away from what God says, because we can we can worship certain things through music. You just say amen, but you can you can worship actually certain things. Human worship, self worship through music. You 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 develop this pride. You develop this self exaltation through music. So may I think the influence that all these things they bring is actually if you if you are aware of the influence that it brings after listening to it or even the TV shows, the influence that it brings after listening to it. Thank you. Thank you very much. <clears throat> um, we will skip to some questions and go into relationship topic next because of time. Can I please get assistance? The questions on the screen. Okay, so on the topic of relationships, um, Apostle, 
What is the difference between courtship and dating? Yeah, I, dating and courtship are both relationships. One is casual, the other is formal, okay? Dating is much more casual. And uh, there is really no, um, there is no end in view, okay? It's just where people just, you know, as one person puts it, in a dating in a dating relationship, you enjoy romantic benefits without commitment for marriage. Okay, that, that's the difference between the two. In in courtship, you know, one thing that we must realize, and I believe we, it must be part of this, is is uh, the 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 commitment uh, for two people to seek the, the will of God concerning a relationship, whether or not they should go on to marriage. So the, the difference for me is, is the commitment. The commitment that this thing is going to end up in marriage. In dating, we don't know, okay? You're not even thinking about marriage, you know? which is getting to, to have fun. It's about having fun, enjoying life, if it, if it uh, if it if it works, it works. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. That's how casual it is. Uh, but courtship is different. Uh, courtship in biblical and religious settings, it, it means that the two people want to commit to each other, and they also want to know what is the will, is this the will of God or not? So those are two things, okay? you want to get married, all right? If you go into a relationship, there's no marriage issue in mind, you're dating. And dating is not a Christian thing, okay? It's the worldly thing, okay? I'll say that up front. It's not a Christian, it's a worldly thing. As Christians, we get involved in relationship because we want to get married, okay? That's it, you know? And uh, so that, will obviously answer many other questions, you know, once we, we put that clear up front. Um, so, therefore, in courtship, it's not something that you, you do back, you know, behind the scenes. It's something that everybody knows about, you know. Your parents knows, the church knows, friends know, you know. Those who speak into your life, they know. Why do you do that? Because you want them to help you, okay? Help you to not to go out of line, but also to guide you. And, uh, you know, because you want to make sure that this thing actually become what it's supposed to be. That, so the focus already, you're serious about this. So dating, don't need to tell anybody, you know? Just, just do it. Just ask somebody out. That's it. Oh, do you know whatever happens, happens. And that is not biblical. That's not how we do things in the house of God. We don't date. We court. 
Thank you, Fasa. I think that was very clear. <laughs> Um, can we please go to the next slide? Okay, there we go. When is it the right time to start courting? When you're ready to get married. Because you, you it's not for the 15-year-old, you know. <laughs> Definitely not for the 15-year-old. So whatever you're doing at 15, you're dating. And, and you're playing, you know, doing the worldly thing. You know, you've got boyfriends, girlfriends at 15. What is this? What is this? So we, we don't, we don't play such games in the church. Uh, you know, no, no. Um, you see, um, young people need to understand that these things are distractions. Okay. They're time wasters. <laughs> They're distractions, and you don't want to rush into distractions. You know, I, I always say that uh, if I wasn't married, I think I would have served, I would be serving God better because I would have all the time. I mean, I would read the word 24 7, or I won't even think about going to work because who, who am I supporting? You know, you see what I mean? But now I've got, you know, people mouths to feed and all that all those things take take time so people want to rush into these things that people want to rush out of it you know so <laughs> <laughs> you you just just enjoy your youth okay enjoy your youth and enjoying your youth doesn't include dating you know enjoy being um you know, a child of God, growing, exploring the things of God. You know, and 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 if you want, attend conferences and attend. You know, do those things. You know, uh, without having to report to anybody who say, "Oh, you can't go there." You know, you've got all your time now. You do it. Enjoy your youth. You know, that is very, very important. Enjoy your youth. And courtship is not one of them. When you courtship, you tie it down. Already you start telling someone, so you're not even married. But now you start to have to report. Yeah, you have to, because I'm checking what will happen after marriage, isn't it? Yeah, so you have to start reporting now. Uh, okay, so your parents, now is this guy. Now is this guy you have to be talking to, also including in your list of approval, uh, you know, steps. You know, it's it's not nice. It's not nice. Enjoy, enjoy, you know, uh, get study, you know, the vision, you know. We were talking about this, uh, you know, uh, when we, we, we had a meeting with, 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 uh, with men here that, you know, um, serious ladies today, when you go to them and say, I, I, I want to, I want to marry you. They will tell, they'll ask you what, where's your vision about, you know, they'll ask you what, what, what is your vision? Because they want to know what they are getting themselves into. That's what courtship is all about. I want to know where, where you're going. If you're going West and I want to go East, I don't want to be part of that marriage, whether I love you or not. Yeah. Because it's going to be hell. West and East are going to fight. You see, you see that? So it's important that, uh, you know, you get all those things in place before you even start courting and uh, 
look, you will see someone, I'm sure there's a, there must be a question like that somewhere. We'll see someone say, I like this person, you know, so what? That's life. You just go on with life. You know, you don't start having sleepless nights and, and, all, and all that, and, you know, and no, okay, it's life. It shows that you're alive to prove that you're not dead. That's all. So you, you, you move on with life. Did I answer the question? Yes, you did, Pastor. Next slide, please. Shalom, shalom. 
Uh, thank you for staying on the line. We experienced some connectivity issues, but we are back. Um, Apostle will answer the question that was asked. Jen, I will repeat the question again. Um, the question is, how do you know the difference between love and lust? Yes. Um, number one, I said, uh, last, lo love will, will last. Okay, so it gets better with time, whereas last tends to fade with time. Okay, so time can tell the difference. So just wait a little bit. That's the point. Just wait a little bit. If you feel love someone, okay, forget. Just leave that person. Okay, leave. Go back after. So if after a month you still feel something, then we'll talk another story. Okay. Number two, the last uh you know last number two is that last last one's instant gratification okay last one it wants sex okay and it wants sex now that's last that's the nature of last it's it's demonic okay it wants it wants sex now it does not want to wait love can wait Love, love is patient. If someone tells you, if I'm not going to have sex, it's over. It says, thank you very much. You have just shown me what it is that pushes you. The last, last one, instant gratification here and now. That person wants, you remember the story of, in the Bible of Tamar uh, Tamar, and, and, and Amnion, yeah? Remember what happened there? that uh, in, you know amnon uh, you know uh, uh, was so much in love with tamar that to a point that he even lost weight i mean the guy that's a that's a typical story of lust and love okay he even lost weight yeah and then one day she he grabbed her and had sex with her forced himself on her. Immediately, the Bible says that he hated her. Hated her. She didn't want to see her. That's how last it is. That man who says he wants to sleep with you, we hate you immediately. After satisfying this demon of lust, going to hate you, going to treat you like trash. That's how it is. And we see it all over the place. Once they've satisfied themselves, they just leave you. That's the last. So if, 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 if they cannot wait for marriage, uh, it's not love. Love can wait for marriage. Thank you, Apostle. <clears throat> I think we have one or two questions left. Um, what tips do you have to create a relationship that includes God? Yeah, you remember what we said about courtship, you know, uh, is that first of all, you need to be in a relationship with somebody who puts God first. Um, a non-believer is a non-starter. You don't go there at all because you cannot. So you will see it there that there's a problem, you know. Uh, you know, 
you realize this person does not want to pray. You know, whenever you do something, you say, okay, we're going somewhere. You know, praying, you are the only one who say, let's pray all the time. Say, how is it going to work here? You know, no mention of prayer, no mention of, of the, the, so the marriage is, you, you don't carry it alone. We carry it together. So right from courtship, you have to, to cultivate that uh, 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 culture. Of putting God first, okay, in everything that you do uh, in uh, in in marriage, that uh, make sure that number two is that make sure that you have to God, okay. Um, I've been that hundred and fifty times. <laughs> can we can 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 you share the word of God? Can you share the word of God? You know. It will be easy later if you do such things, okay? Uh, can we fast tomorrow from this time to this time? To do that in a relationship. Um, you know, um, and I, I saw also there, there's, there's Gugu Manam or something. <laughs> Prophetess Gugu Manam. Okay. You know, uh, but, but you know, one of the things that, you know, you know my wife is the, the first person that believed in the gift of healing in my life. Because in fact, I started to see with her that there is a gift of healing here. Because I mean, as a, as a girlfriend or courtship, I don't know people in courtship you called, what do you call them? Girlfriend or what? Uh, she, she'll call me, you know, I have a headache. And you know, so I have a headache, so pray for me. You know, asking your boyfriend to pay free. People don't do such things, you know, isn't it? No, you know, ask her, can you, okay, pray for me. I'll pray for you. And I'll say, how do you feel? No, it's gone on the phone. And I'm talking, what, 29 years ago. Shoot, I'll be the first person she calls when she needs prayer in courtship. So, that's how you cultivate, you know, in everything you do, just, just involve God, you know? Okay, let's pray. Okay, let's do uh, Before I go, let's share, you know, this, 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 this. Okay, exchange scriptures here and there. Not just I love you, kisses here on the emojis and all that the whole day, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I, this is not my. It's young people. I get crushed here, and I look at me now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. Did I answer? Did I answer? Did, did I answer? Is everybody satisfied? Or, or maybe they can. Also, they can also say something. Yeah. They can also say something. It's alright. Allow them to yeah. say something. Uh, another.
Um, especially when you're in a relationship that um, the one partner is always requesting for the other to be in closed doors, that's one question that you should look into. Um, I strongly believe when you're in your courtship, which is godly, a lot of your things before marriage should be done outside of closed doors. So then there should be no temptations whatsoever. And a relationship where you are pushed into doing certain things that you don't believe in, that brings about a question mark as well. A question that um, being put in a situation where your principles don't apply that's a relationship that you should look into and relationships where you forced by your peers as well. We, for example, a guy likes you and then you, or, or, or the girl, whichever sex it is. And then you go into that relationship because of your peer. That's another question you should ask yourself. Go back, because you're a believer, you go to God. That's a question that you should ask yourself and you ask God if that is the person that you should be with. And um, a person that takes you to places where you don't feel right with or that don't go with your godly principles, that doesn't, because um, when, you when you're in courtship, you should support, because there are other events where you're gonna have to go together before marriage and then you don't believe in those places or support those places. Those are some questions um, questions that need to, to look into as well. Okay. Thank you so much for that. Mm. Yeah, me, I wanted to ask on the last question to Apostle, how did you come or how did you know that Prophetess was uh, was a God-given wife. How did you come? How how can I know that this is my God-given wife? How did you know it? This is the one question that you always want to run away from. <laughs> uh, I think because. You don't want to be prescriptive and everybody thinks that that is the way things happen. Because God deals with us in his very unique way. When, when I saw my wife, of course, I was looking for a wife. And I saw her because I was looking, I was ready. I had finished my, uh, you know, Degree. I was already a doctor at the time. She did not know that I was doctoring when she saw me the first time. Uh, no, 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 no. It wasn't. I'm sorry. It wasn't. Uh, I had not finished. I was still, I was still a student when I saw her the first time. And and I loved her. Okay. Was it love or lust? <laughs> well. Uh, I believe 
it was love. That's why we stay together today. <laughs> yes. And uh, uh, so, yes, I saw her and I loved her, prayed about it. I believed that I was having, I got a yes from God. You see, that's why you need to, to know your God. Okay? You need to know your God. But she did not agree to my proposal, unfortunately, although I was convinced, you know, that she was right. And she said, no, go away. So I left, left on two years, two years. And then two years later, I met her again. I repeated my story. <laughs> Two years later, she said, okay, two years later, you know. So as you can see, uh, if this was last, it would not have lasted that long. I still loved her after two years, even when she said she's not interested. Not like, we're not even talking to you, nothing. That go away, I'll go ahead, finish two years. And then two years, God made it so, so that we, we meet again. And then I repeated my story. Thinking, you know what, let me try again, you know. And this time, she said yes. Our courtship took only six months. But six months, we were married from that time. Six months, it, it was done, dusted. I mean, signed, rings, everything, six months. So I'm not saying that is the way things should go, but uh, you know that's how God did it for me. So if you ask him, his story is different. Another person's story will be different. That's why I always say, we want to teach you to hear the voice of God, because you are a unique individual. You know, is there a person in the world that is waiting for you, was born for you? It's called a rib somewhere. You know, is there a rib? All right. Now, we, we can talk about those things later. I think time is not there, but I, I want us to talk about those things. Okay. Right. Is your rib black or white? Uh, Chinese or, or whatever, you know, what, what, what is your rip looking like, you know? Back then, you know, people were not traveling and all that and just be in a small village somewhere, you just marry someone, that, that's it. Now people travel all over the world, they marry all over the world. So what happened those times? Did people marry wrong ribs? Because they were not traveling. <laughs> Did they pick up wrong, 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 wrong spare ribs because, <laughs> because they're not traveling? So those are the things that I, I want us to talk about with young people. Let's talk, let's talk, you see. But I believe the message is this. Know your God. Know how he speaks to you. This is the thing that I always say. That if you have never had God on small things, how can you hear him on big matters? If today, 
I came here, I sat here, I saw a glass of water, I drank, I didn't ask the Holy Spirit, must I drink this water? And waited for him. What if there's poison in here? What if there's diarrhea in here? By midnight, stomach cramps, I didn't ask him. Should I even come to this meeting? Okay the topics and all those things. So it's in small things that even before you think about marriage, okay? Even before you think about buying cars and all those things, it's small things. If you can hear him in small things, you hear him in big things, okay? Must I put on this bottleneck? Must I, you know, say, okay. Because he's our friend. He's, 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 he's our company. He's there with us all the time. It's a counselor. It speaks all the time. He's been given to us to help us. He's our helper in every situation. He's here. So he speaks all the time. But we have to fine tune our hearing so that we know his voice. Okay? Then we won't come to a pastor one day and say, Pastor, can you help me pray? Is this the right woman? You're putting the pastor in trouble. It's, it's not my wife, it's your wife. <laughs> because one day we say, okay, it's the, it's the wife the pastor gave me. It like, like, like Adam. You know what I mean? You see? So it's, it's, it's you, you have to, we are just there to assist, but the main decision is going to be made by you. Okay, I can only say, look, hey, my spirit doesn't sit well with this woman. Maybe, you know, I could pray, you know. Uh, but you want me to say to you, is the right woman? And people do that. You go to prophets, you go want to know if this is the right woman. But God wants you to know that he is the right woman. Okay. Before you go, come to me, just to, but you know. But God can use anybody to confirm what you already know. Okay. You're not going to make decision based on what I'm saying. Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> and thank you to all our panelists for making time to come today and join us and um, participating in this panel discussion on this Youth Day. Um, we're about to conclude. Uh, so, Apostle, if you could please um, close us in prayer, and um, then we'll be closing off the, 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 the session for today. Thank you all for also joining us um, and participating, and we hope you had a fruitful time with us today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this wonderful time. It is our prayer, Lord, that indeed that will raise a God-fearing youth in this country. The youth that put God first in everything. We thank you, Lord, for the teachings today. And we pray that this culture will continue. Lord God, we pray that the leadership that is going to come out of these young people will be great. It will shake the world. Lord, we thank you and we bless you tonight. I pray that you grant the desires of our young people. Lord, we pray we are aware of the challenges that young people face. 
the challenges of unemployment, crime, many other things, Lord. Heavenly Father, we pray that you preserve our young people, that, Lord, that you make a way for them, that, Lord, you give them the spirit of innovation, that, Lord, they will create jobs, that they will even employ other people from the businesses that they make. Lord God, we pray that these young people will be solutions to the problems of this country. Father, we pray that they will be raised as grounded young people who are God-fearing. In Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you and we bless you. As we go our different way, Lord, we speak protection upon us and those that are at home as well, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.